I know, it is so good, it is so good to see you guys, and um, for those that are, and you're visiting this morning, my name's Julia, um, I'm the campus pastor out here, um, and we've got an amazing team that has been um, looking after things the last couple of weeks, they've been doing an awesome job, We're, we've managed to curb everything that, every little issue we've managed to fix, the team's, well, well we, they have, they've been amazing, um, so we're pumped, but it's so good to see people uh, coming back and, and visiting, and we're, um, yeah, we're super stoked to have you guys. So um, I just want to share last week, and I want to sort of follow on a little bit from that again this week, and last week we were talking about what does it mean for us to grow this year in courage, and for God to continue to develop that in our lives, and what does that, what does that look like as we grow in that, and what does it mean we step into, how does that shift, and how does that, that change things, and and there's a parable in um, Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. It's going to be on the screen if you've got Bibles and stuff you want to follow along. And it's one of my favorite parables. And every time I, I read it or look at it, it just kind of captures my heart again. And I go, man, what? When Jesus was sharing this story, and this story has been passed down from generation to generation, what was it that God wanted us to capture about it? And as we take a couple of moments this morning, kind of ponder on it and go, man, God, what is it, what is it that you want us to understand? What is it you want us to learn? What is it that you want us to, to capture about this again this morning? So, so the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. So God is talking about it and he goes, man, the kingdom of heaven it's like this, this guy who is out digging and for whatever reason he's out, you know, he's by himself, he's, he's charging, you know, whatever it is, he's working this field, whatever it is he's doing and he comes across, he digs down and something goes chunk and he's like, oh, what is that? Like, push, no, it's not a rock, it's not moving and he digs and he pulls it out and he just goes, wow, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, what was it that he dug up? What was it that he found in that moment that he went, Oh my goodness, this is, this is just incredible. And then when he went back and looked at the rest of his life, his perspective had shifted on all of it. Instead, he went and sold all of those things to buy this. That there was something of immense value that he could recognize that in that moment, in that moment of digging that he found something that completely shifted and changed his perspective on everything else in his life because he was recognized that there was something of worth and value within that. And I love that this is the picture that Jesus gives us when he goes, man, this is what God's kingdom looks like. That there is something when we're digging around that we can stumble across that we find that we just go, wow, oh my goodness. Look at this. Look at what I have found. And we know, we know that it is something of so much value 
and so much worse that when we go and we look at the rest of our lives, that something shifts and that something has changed within those places. And I love that because I want to reflect on it. And I go, I never want to lose that sense of, wow, if Jesus says that this is what the kingdom is like, I'm like, man, I want to I want to go searching. I want to go digging for some of this stuff. I'm going to take from this is that God's going, man, there is treasure in places. There is, there is more. There are things to look and to see. And what does it look for us to, to have that sense of awe and wonder and wow when we, when we experience and we encounter God's kingdom? And I wonder this year, as we hold those things, as God is building courage within our lives and he's going, there's new things, church. There's things that I've got for you. There's things I want to show you. There's treasure that are hidden in places that I want you to dig up and I want you to go after this year. But just like when he was digging up and he had to go and he had to sell all of those other things, there's a sense of a, there's some things that have to be let go of. There's some things that need to be left behind. There's going to be a little bit of pain in letting go of some of those things that I'm sure he had to sell. There's always going to be some pain in letting go of the old, but our perspective on that is going to be determined by our view of what we're stepping into. See, I think the pain of what they were letting, he was letting go of was alleviated because he knew the value in what he had found, right? And then in his joy, he went and sold all that he had and bought the field. Now, has anyone, have we, have we got any confessions in the house? Has anyone been watching the, the Netflix, the tidying with Cormaro? Yeah, the, <laughs> Leisha's just stoked because she's going to the op shops afterwards because she's like, everyone's cleaning out this stuff. She's like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's this whole thing at the moment where everyone's kind of looking and, and, um, and I'm not, I'm not kind of talking about let's just go on, you know, like, Cormaro our whole lives and, and check out. I think, you know, I think there's a place that I think it's great. I think it's awesome. But there's also, you know, limitations and stuff on that as well. There's the be realistic. There's things in our lives. Like, there's people in our lives and going, does this person bring you joy? Like, nope. Well, like, you know, like, we can't just get rid of those things. There's stuff within our jobs where it's like, does this bring you joy? Does this? <laughs> and you go, nope, nope. But that's, that's the reality of it. But, but as I was thinking, I was reflecting on it and going, man, how do we be realistic about this sense of joy that God actually wants us to have? But when in the reality of our lives and the things that, you know, the, the day-to-day things that we've got to do and we've got to live with and going, how do we hold on to James 1, um, chapter 1, verse 2 to 4 and amongst all that? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. How do we allow the fullness of what God is trying to do be outworked in and through these things that we're going to face this year? 
and amongst the pain and the trials and the, the cleaving, all of those things that we're going to need to do in order to step into the new that God has for us, in order to to grow this year, in order to go deeper, in order to be, you know, more loving, more kind, more great, all of those, all of those fruits of the spirit, all of those things. But to just be, you know, better human beings this time next year than we are at the moment, isn't that the goal? We want to continue to grow in love and have lives that are of worth and value and contributing and shaping our community and our society. How do we keep growing and stepping into those things? And part of that is a is a letting go of some of the old and some of the things that have been points of, of pain or or just things that we need to, as we mature, we need to let go of. If we're going to be courageous in stepping into new things, new lands, new fields, new opportunities, how do we approach the st- tough stuff with an attitude that's going to result in developed maturity and a deeper level of faith this year? Rather than just taking hits that just leave us wounded, but instead allowing perseverance to be fully developed within our lives. See, also our lives in church aren't separate. The church is us. We look around the room. This is Selwyn Campus. This is, this is the church. We are it, team. And as we grow... As we each take this stuff on board and we each are growing and going deeper in our faith and learning to keep in step with God and where he is moving and what he is doing, he's going to intertwine our lives with people. He'll position us. He'll break our hearts. He'll work through us. And we pray that through that, we will be able to journey with other people and sharing this incredible treasure that we have found. And say, come, come look what I've found because God has got things for them too, right? And we shared last week that we want to be courageous. We want to be growing. We want to step into things because we want to reach people who are, in order to reach people who aren't being reached, we need to do things that aren't being done. And so we want to be courageous and not held back by fear, not held back by the things that scare us, but going, what does it mean to work through that stuff so that we can grow, so that we can journey with people, so that we can see this church grow and see more lives touched and changed by it. See, I hope that as we grow, we can be birthing new things. There's going to be a few things that are going to be birthed in this place this year, right? (laughs) Yeah. A few of the mums and the expectant mums are like, yep, it's one way to grow the church. Thanks for doing your part, too. Um, but, you know, I hope that there's actually going to be some, some dreams and some visions because I think there's some stuff within this, this local community and within people's lives that I think God wants, God wants to work in, God wants to do, God wants to see shift and change. Some of the things that are burdensome, and, you know, when I was praying praying earlier, go, man, what does it mean for us to actually go, man, what are the things that bother God? What are the things that are on his heart? What are the things that are of deep concern to him? And as his children and as his people, how can we be available for him to be able to work in and through us to bring change to that? And this isn't in my notes, but, you know, one of the things that people go is, oh, man, but how can, we, how can I believe in a God that allows this to happen? Or, or, but this happens, and how can I believe in a God that you know, would allow that? Those are the things that burden the heart of God, right? And that's what he's calling the church and his people to be, to be changed, 
to, to see his kingdom come within those places. Church, what does it mean for us to step up and to be his hands and feet and see his kingdom come within this community, within this place that he has entrusted to us, right? To our heart and our prayer is that we're going to be able to make a significant impact on people's lives and ultimately within this community to be able to partner alongside the amazing work that has been happening and go, man, what can we, what also can we bring? What else can we, can we help add? Can we help be a part of changing? Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all that he had and brought it to the field. Church, what does it look like for us to go, wow, we have found something that is so amazing that it shifts and it changes and it permeates every other aspect of our lives. See, Jesus was reminding his disciples that he was teaching about the time that the kingdom of heaven is a radical find. And when you encounter it, it challenges you to live differently. So how do we keep going deeper knowing that we have found something amazing? What are we willing to let go of in order to step into the new and allow God more space and room? See, within that, I think there's also going to be growing pains. You guys know growing pains when I'm talking about, you know, when you're growing up and there's like moments when your, your muscles are achy, you know, the end of the day, the end of the night, and, and you go, you're like, oh, mom, my legs are really sore. And they're like, you know, and there's nothing wrong. It's just the fact that you're growing and you're stretching and the muscles are shifting and getting stronger. And I go, man, I think there's going to be growing pains for us as a church. There's going to, as we grow, there's going to be things that are stretched and within ourselves and within us as a, as a family and as a community across both our campuses. There's going to be things that are going to be challenged. And if we're going to grow, there's going to be things that, that change within this. You know, it's not always going to feel this way. And go, man, how do we respond to that? What are our hearts towards those things? Are we working hard to make sure that there is always space, that there is always room in this place for people to come and be a part of it? Do we respond to pain by just going and pulling back? Or do we actually push in and grow through that and see what God is stretching within our capacity and changing within our capacity? See, because there are going to be some amazing testimonies of God working in people's lives if we're willing to lean in. So let's ponder for a moment and reflect on our own stories. See, what is the last, if someone asked us, when was the last time you heard God speak to you? What's the story that you think of? When was the last time you are able to speak a word of hope and encouragement into someone's life because God gave you a word to be able to share with them. When was the last time you knew a sense of God's financial provision because you stepped out in faith? Who was the last person you got to journey with and help them grow in their faith? When was the last time God broke your heart for something that concerned him? When was the last time you got an idea 
that you just knew was from God. When was the last time we just sat and asked God what was on his mind? When was the last time we prayed with an authority for God's kingdom to come in places that we knew were hurt, lost and broken? So church, I believe that God has stories for all of us this year. I think there are new stories that God wants to chat, wants to give us, new testimonies that we can bring in all of these areas. Isn't that exciting? Does anyone want some new stories this year? Like, I am up for some new stories. Like, I want to know, like, God doing these things. Like, I don't just want to be living on the stuff that he's done in the past, but going, man, if these are promises that he's got for us, what does it mean to step into that stuff? Church, this is exciting. But also, what does it mean for the people that aren't in this room at the moment that God has got those stories for us about? When they go, man, for the first time, they heard God speaking to them. And their minds are just like, what? Like, how exciting is that going to be? When so, I'm, I'm still living for the day that during worship, someone lets out a squeal because they can't contain it because God is miraculously healing them. How amazing is that going to be? How we want some of those stories in this place, right? God, man, God has got God has got new things, and He's got good things for us if we're willing to step into these and step up into these places. See, and so we have to not be bound by the stretching or the things that shift or the things that feel different, or maybe not knowing everybody, or or maybe that it feels a little bit different because we know we know that there's a wow moment that we have encountered God's kingdom, that he is doing something in this place. And it permeates the rest of our lives in such a way that it's like, man, actually that's shifted and that's changed because we know, we know what it is that we are stepping into. See, and within that, there's going to be some awkward moments. With this new, with this different, there's going to be moments when we're like, oh, we tried that and that was awkward, right? See, I'm, I don't know if you guys know, we're quite a huggy church. That's something that comes from, you know, Paul and Jill. They always talk about, you know, you hug family. And so when we come to church, you know, hugging and it's quite, it's quite often within our staff and that as well. And so often when we'll come in in the morning, Angel will come around, Angel and Carl will come around and they'll give us a hug and all that sort of stuff. And, and it's cool. And normally it's fine and it's, it's nice and it's family. So that's what we do. And there was one particular morning and I was, my office was kind of on an angle and Carl came in and I don't know what we did this morning, but something went horribly, horribly wrong. And we ended up with like arms and places and we ended up with, I had my arm in like this and Carl somehow ended up with like my ponytail in his face and we just totally, totally messed it up to the point where we were like, this is so awkward we burst out laughing so loudly that the others started coming out from the office and going, what happened? And we're like, we don't know. Something went horribly wrong. And it was fine and it was awkward. But do you know what? We're still alive. Like, because awkward's uncomfortable, right? But awkward doesn't kill us. And so it's okay to step out and to try new things. Because you can live through awkward, 
right? And I hope as a church that actually we embrace the awkward, that that's not something that we let intimidate us or step back. Like we don't step back from, um, you know, from sharing a word or from trying new things or growing in God or having a conversation with someone because it's awkward. But we want to embrace the awkward because you can live through it, right? And then you laugh about it and you go, oh, well, do it differently next time. Because we want to see God's plan and God's heart outworked. We want to say yes and amen to everything that is in God's heart, right? We want to come back to that place, those commandments where Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love others as you love yourself. We want to keep the main thing, the main thing, the core of which everything else flows out of. What does it mean for us to love God? And from out of that place, to see a radical love for people, to have a radi- to be able to carry a radical hope into broken situations, lives that have just been written off and gone, man, it's not even possible. How can that stuff ever be fixed or healed? But we go, but Jesus, because of the love that we have encountered through our God, we can have a radical love for people. But also we can have, it says, love others as you love yourself. Actually, we can start seeing how God has created us and knowing the deep love and care and desire that he has for each of us. Because I think sometimes one of the reasons why we don't love other people particularly well is because we don't love ourselves particularly well. And that's not like an up-ourselves arrogant kind of way, but to actually go to sing that song. And what's what's the lines? Um, I'm a child of God. Who I, okay, help me out, team. I am who you say I am. Do do we actually sing that song with a conviction? When I brought that scripture that he created us in our mother's womb, that deep care and affection that God has for us, do we truly believe that? Have we truly had a revelation of that? That the creator of the entire universe, who puts snow on mountain peaks, who creates these beautiful lakes and these beautiful places who, you know, we look at these things and and grandeur and go, wow, these are amazing. There's that same God, that same God that created you, that has a deep love and affection towards you. Do we have a deep, true revelation of that? What does that look like and how does that change? Because out of that, everything else flows. That is the meaning and that is the purpose of our lives. To love God and to love other people. And if we can get those things right, everything else will flow out of that. What we do as jobs will have meaning and purpose when we have those things at the center, right? We can outwork that stuff in every area. There is worth and value in all of these things. See, Matthew... Uh, in 13.33, it says, He also told this parable, The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it was worked all the way through. See, as you get a revelation of this stuff, you're going to become the yeast that God is going to start kneading and working through into all these different places. All the different people in your lives, God's going to start permeating. Once it's, and once yeast is in dough, you can't get it out, right? 
But it's this radical shift and this radical change that as you are encountering the presence of God, as you are learning who he has created you to be, as you from there are transformed and have a radical love for people, that you carry an incredible hope and this power that resurrects Jesus from the dead and will live within you. What does that look like when you start to go out into these places? Wherever you think about where you go throughout your week, think about the neighborhood that you live in, your family, your friends. What does it look like to carry that into those places? What does it look like for the kingdom of God to come in a radical way and for God to be outworking that stuff through you? This stuff is going to shape our ability to love people and our ability to journey with them. See, how do we love people when life is messy? How do we grow in wisdom to be able to walk through tricky situations and bring words of life, bring words that are in season, bring words that bring healing to situations? out of that relationship with God because we've found something that we wow and it has radically shifted and changed everything else in our lives how do I love these people when life is messy by understanding what it is that I've truly found and what it is that I'm inviting other people to be a part of. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. Church, what is it that Jesus wants us to take away from this? Team, do you want to come back up? See, I wonder if you're sitting in this place and you don't feel like you've found something valuable yet. As I was praying this week, I just felt God say, keep digging. Keep digging. Because God has got that treasure, that wow moment for everybody. And I think if some of the wow has kind of come out of it, I encourage you, what does it mean to go digging again? To go, what is it that you've got? And I want to encourage you, you know, we talk about them every week, so it can be easy to go, oh yeah, and walk past them. But we've got these pathway books that talk about what it is that we've found, this incredible treasure and if you haven't grabbed one and you haven't read one yet, I'd encourage you, what's the harm in taking one away and having a read of it? What is it that we've found? What is it that we are inviting people to? What is it about this radical kingdom of God that completely shifts and changes every other aspect of our lives? What does it mean to understand it? To then be able to explain it to somebody else? And to journey with them through it as well. Because I just 
think, you know, out here in, in Lincoln, out in Owen, even just visually, there are so many fields, so many paddocks, right? And as I've been driving around this week and just kind of meditating on these scriptures, I just felt the Holy Spirit go, man, there's treasure out in these fields, right? And I'm not saying figure it out, like I don't want you guys going out and starting like digging up random, random people's fields, right? Like looking for treasure or anything crazy like that. Like let's not be the weirdos in the community. But going, I think that there is something that God's going, there's treasure out here. There's treasure out here in this place, church. So what does it mean for us to, to go digging this year? To be brave enough to step into new places and to, to see and to find what it is that God has got in here and to be available, to be available for everything that he's got, right? To have a deeper revelation of his kingdom, to have a maturity within our faith that perseveres, that walks through hard times, that walks through trials with a grace, with a wisdom, with a peace, with a deep sense of joy in every circumstance. Because you can't fabricate that stuff, right? You can't conjure up joy when it's not there. But to go, what does it mean to go deeper in that stuff? To go deeper in our relationship with God this year? So I encourage you just to stand and as we worship, just a few things to ponder and, and reflect on and, and have some conversations with God about and go, God, what does this mean for me? What does this look like in my life? How do, how do I apply this and what does it look like in my situations?